You're listening to the Art of Living Well podcast with Father Ian Van Heusen. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. In this episode, Father Ian is talking about prayer. Simply put, people don't pray enough and they don't pray deep enough. Here's some things he's learned in his five years at the priesthood. Enjoy. I'm going to be honest with you guys. One of my biggest frustrations, one of the things that I think about the most and the things I reflect on the most is trying to motivate people to pray. You know, it seems so simple and straightforward. It seems like it's such an essential part of what it means to be a Christian. And yet we know that, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of being honest. It's not like I don't like you folks. I love the people of Greenville, love the people I worked with. 99.9% of the time, I have an awesome experience with people, and I don't really remember the other percent. I just kind of figure there's at least some situations that don't go great, right? So, but for the most part, I love y'all, but the reality is, is we're not praying the way we should. Most of us are not praying the way we should. And what we kind of say is, we kind of say, well, I pray, and, you know, maybe I say an Our Father and a Hail Mary in the morning. I pray for a few petitions, and that's kind of, you know, the, that's what I do, and that's, that's good enough, right? God understands. But then if you really look at it, if prayer is so essential and all you have to do is say an Our Father and a Hail Mary in the morning and with a few intentions, then what's today's gospel about? Or what so much of the scripture talks about prayer and spending the night in prayer and the saints and and the prophets and Jesus spending the night in prayer. Do you think he was just saying like Our Fathers and Hail Marys over and over again? Or there's some quality of prayer that we're missing out on. And there's so much more. And the big thing is I'm trying to motivate people. I've studied this stuff. This is my area of specialty, is prayer and meditation. And there's so much more the Lord wants to pour into your life than simply saying an Our Father and a Hail Mary in the morning. He wants to expose you to so much. He wants to open your heart. He wants to deepen your prayer in ways that go beyond your wildest expectations. But my whole thing is, how do I motivate that? And I don't think there's an easy answer, but I'm going to try a little bit today, right? I'm going to try to motivate you. So starting off with Moses. We hear in today's first reading, there's this symbol of prayer that he's holding his hands up. And so long as he's keeping his hands up in prayer, they win the battle. And when his hands start to droop, they start to lose the battle. And we see then they help him out. They prop his hands up because they pick up on this. And this is a symbol of how we have to have an inner concentration. We have to be aware of God's presence and keep our eyes focused on the Lord day and night. We have to be attentive to the work of the Holy Spirit. But here's the other thing, is that the Lord wants to give you victories in your battles. See, prayer is not, and it's not just like a magic formula, like I say in our Father and a Hail Mary, and then bam, my problems go away. No, no, it's deeper than that. See, what he wants to do in that solitude, when you give him a half hour, you give him an hour a day, when you spend time in the Adoration Chapel, what he wants to do is he wants to deepen your prayer and he wants to give you victory over mortal sin. He wants to give you victory over the thought traps, the work of the enemy. He wants to illuminate your heart. But the question is, are you giving him the opportunity? Or are you not even entering into the battle? And see, the thing is, is if we can enter into the battle day in and day out, and open our hearts. He's going to give us victories. Do you believe that? The Lord wants to give you victories. Hear that again. He doesn't want you to be bound in mortal sin. He doesn't want you to be bound in fear and anxiety. He wants to give you victories slowly over time, opening your heart. All you have to do is just keep your hands and your heart open, keeping yourself attentive in prayer. And of course, I'm not saying that prayer solves all of your problems. We, we need other things. We need people to help us hold up our hands. 
But it's precisely in that solitude that the Lord's going to give you victory. I've come to believe, particularly with people who are struggling with mortal sin, that the Lord will not give you victory over mortal sin until you go deeper in your prayer life. Because if he did that, then you would soon grow lukewarm or you would turn away from the Lord. No, he brings you low to teach you how to rely on his grace and teach you how to rely on his mercy. So the second thing we hear in today's second reading is the scripture is profitable for instruction, for teaching, for learning about the path of righteousness. St. Jerome, building on this, would say, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. But I would take that a step further. See, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ, but it also leads us to ignorance of who we truly are and what reality is all about. Think about this for a second. How do you understand reality? What is the lens in which you see your daily activities? You understand your emotions. You understand who you are and and what the world is. And the reality is you're going to see things through the lens of what you pay attention to. So if you spend your time watching television, you're going to see things through the lens of how the television portrays them. And, and why would we do that? Like, does Kim Kardashian really have it all figured out? I mean, I'm just, I don't know, is Kim Kardashian still on television? I don't watch television. But kind of being a little joking around. I mean, does The Walking Dead have it all figured out? Whatever it might be. No, the reality is, if we truly believe the Word of God reveals who God is, and He reveals what reality is, then the more we devour God's Word, the more we're immersed in it. We understand it. We understand who Christ is. We are going to understand more clearly who we are, and we're going to understand what the world is all about. This is the path of wisdom through the scriptures. And the question is, are we devouring the word? Is it the center of our lives? I was interesting. I was talking with some folks, actually fairly devout, people who pray every day. I asked them, what's your favorite Bible passage? And they didn't have an answer. They didn't have a favorite Bible passage. I thought about that for a second. I was like, well, I mean, I said, go find one. But the reality is, is do you have a favorite Bible passage? When you're, when there's, like, when you're walking out and there's darkness, or when you're feeling darkness in your life, do you have a go-to passage that you go to, that you reflect on and you meditate? And that's the fruit of studying God's Word and being immersed in His Word day by day. And then we hear in today's Gospel that we should be asking consistently from the Lord for the good things of our lives. But then the problem becomes, if we're not praying, if we're not connected, what do we really want? And what would we really ask of the Lord? Like, think about it for a second. If the Lord came to you today in a vision, he said, I'll grant you whatever you want. Not like Aladdin, not like three wishes, but just one thing. What would you ask? And I think a lot of us, if we were just kind of instinctually, we might start and go like, if we're a college student, we may say, I want straight A's. Like, is that what you're going to ask for God? Straight A's? And that's not a bad thing, but like, you're going to be done with school in a few years, right? So that straight A's isn't going to endure. Or you might say, I want good health, or I want a good job. But these are things of this world. And the reality is, is the Lord wants to give you so much more than the things of this world, but we don't know what to ask for. But think about this. Remember the story of Solomon. The Lord asks him, what do you want? And he also asks King Ahaz through the prophet, ask anything of the Lord. And King Ahaz has the worst response. He's like, I'm so afraid. I don't know anything about the spiritual life. I don't even know, begin to know what to ask for. And the prophet's like, oh, come on, man. Really? I mean, the God's going to give you anything, but you don't even know what to ask for. But then Solomon, he's got the right answer, right? So he's asked, what do you want of all things? And he says, wisdom. And the Lord says, good answer, right? 
he says, and because you've asked for wisdom, I'm going to give you everything else as well. Riches, power, glory, all those things were Solomon's then. We might not have them in the same extent as Solomon, but the Lord wants to give you all those other good things in your life. But the question is, would you ask for wisdom? And what is wisdom? It's not mastering every academic subject. It's not straight A's in school. It's not being really super intelligent. A lot of times when they say wisdom, there's a certain ineffable quality to it. It's about learning from experience. First of all, learning from your experience of God and the work of the Holy Spirit, but also learning from your experience of the things of this world. So there's a deeper quality of wisdom that can only be learned in solitude. So Solomon had a heart for this deeper wisdom. And then the Lord said, I'm going to give you everything else in addition. So today, are you asking for wisdom? Do you want to go deep in prayer? Are you giving time to that pursuit, that pursuit of the invisible realities of God? And they're not things that can be spelled out clearly. Like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to guarantee these five things are going to happen. But what I do guarantee is that if you pursue wisdom, you will discover truth and beauty and goodness and love in your life that goes beyond everything that this world has to offer. You'll discover a peace and a stillness, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of the cross, you'll be able to connect with God's presence. So the question becomes, why aren't we running to prayer? Why isn't prayer the center of our lives? Every day, when we have free time, we come to the church, come to the adoration chapel, we pray a rosary, we open our Bible. When we have that time in solitude, we look within to connect with the work of the Holy Spirit. Why aren't we running to prayer? And I hope that you will run to prayer, that it will become the center of your life. Amen.